transactions, value, and price. These are three words we say all the time that I think sort of lose their meaning after a while. But today, I want to define them. I want to help you shift the way you think about them, and I want to talk about how we can apply our new understanding of those words directly to our businesses. It'll all make sense by the end, I promise. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. My goal is to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. For me, it's all about helping you think differently about your business. It's about uh, giving you the tools you need to implement this stuff right away. We finished most episodes with a quick assignment as a way of helping you find ways to use what we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bento Box, a website, e-commerce, and marketing platform for restaurants. Over 6,000 restaurants worldwide rely on Bento Box to drive high margin revenue and connect with guests through their websites. These days, of course, you need a stylish website, but I think you also need one that can help drive revenue. Bento Box gets that. They understand because they are a platform created exclusively for restaurants. I've worked on the platform by by now. I think you guys know that I, I love this platform, uh, that I love to recommend this platform. But to get started, I want you to visit getbento.com slash restaurant strategy. Listeners of this show will receive 50% off their setup fee when they sign up by March 29th. Again, that's G-E-T-B-E-N-T-O dot com slash restaurant strategy. Just a reminder that Restaurant Strategy is now on Patreon and the community is growing. There are four different tiers of membership. Each one has a bunch of different perks included and every single one of those tiers grants you access to our new private podcast. It's called The Daily Special. New episodes of that show drop every weekday. Short snackable content Monday through Friday. $5 gets you access to that. Visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Also, I am now on Clubhouse, and we've got a club of our own. It is called Restaurant Strategy. Uh, Clubhouse has given me the chance to expand upon some of the things that we talk about on this show, uh, and also the chance to connect with a bunch of listeners. Uh, It is an amazing place. I hope the internet doesn't ruin it, because right now it's a cool place to be. It's so generous. Uh, A lot of people coming together to to provide value, to provide advice, to to listen and to get answers. Uh, I invite you, if you're on the platform, Go find me, follow me, follow the club, Restaurant Strategy. I host a bunch of rooms throughout the week. You'll see that. I would love to connect with some of you over there. It's not just about me talking at you. That's a great place to connect. Uh, For you to share your story with me, to ask questions directly of me, please go find me on Clubhouse. Okay, so today I want to talk about transactions, value, and and price. And I promise that by the end of this episode, uh, it's going to make a lot of sense as to why we're talking about this and what this has to do with restaurants. I want to begin, though, by answering the following question. 
What is a transaction? The Oxford English Dictionary offers this definition, three parts. Transaction, it's a noun. An instance of buying or selling something. An exchange between two entities. A business deal. For our purposes, I want us to focus on just that second part of the definition and then I want to expand it just a bit. A transaction is an exchange between two entities where both sides give and receive something during that interaction. As it turns out, this is a somewhat important revelation. As business owners, we make a trade with our customers. In a way, we're now starting to talk about price, though the number listed on the menu isn't all that's exchanged. And I want you to think about this. Are you confused? Don't be. I want to explain. When we list halibut on our menu, we are selling so much more than just a well-cooked piece of fish. We are selling the chef's expertise and creativity, their years of training and experience. And of course, we are also selling the experience of enjoying that halibut in our dining room so that yes, of course, we are selling a filet of halibut, but we're also trading away so much more. The ambiance, the service, our creativity, uh, experience, training, and so on. So if you ever think to yourself, maybe our prices are too high, I want you to go back and make sure you've done the full calculation. Likewise, on the other side of the transaction, the diner is giving up more than just the $22 you decided to list on the menu. What am I talking about? Take this little mindset shift for me. In addition to their hard-earned cash, our patrons pay us with the three most precious resources they have, and that is time, attention, and trust. We thus have a responsibility to honor their side of the transaction by bringing as much of ourselves as we can to each of those interactions. Right? This, of course, speaks to that idea of empathy, right? It's something found at the heart of all great marketing. I've talked about it before. What is empathy? It's the ability to see the world through another person's eyes, the ability uh, to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. It takes an incredible amount of humility and generosity to do that well. And especially for those of us in the service industry, I think it's a quality worth cultivating. But let me show you how this works in practice. I want to share an experience I had with my wife a few years back, right? So uh, we were celebrating our anniversary and we went to a restaurant here in New York City uh, that was very well reviewed, very well regarded. It was on all the top 10 lists. Everybody was raving about it. When we were setting up our time to go out for our anniversary, we did what most people do. We made a list of you know five or six or seven different restaurants that we might want to go to. Because at the time, our son was uh, very young, and we couldn't really uh, justify the expense of getting a babysitter and, and spending all that money on a nice dinner. So we didn't go out very often for those years, maybe once a year, twice a year. Uh, so this was a real treat for us. We were really going to uh, spend some money. We were going to splurge, and we wanted, um, we wanted a nice night um, together. So we did our research and we figured out where do we want to go and and we looked at a bunch of different restaurants and we finally uh, settled on this one particular restaurant. Well, we got there and it started off okay and slowly over the course of um, the experience, it went down and down and down and down. None of it was bad, uh, but it also wasn't particularly good. We felt uh, sort of ignored by our server. We got passed off. The sommelier was kind of dismissive of us and, and it was just like, 
one thing after another, and we were about halfway through, and we just thought, um, you know, it's the the taste of regret. You know, it just kind of seasons all of the food, all of the wine, and we just couldn't help but feel we had wasted our night out, um, and we had squandered an opportunity to try a new restaurant, to try something, um, someplace where we hadn't been. And and it was so it was so mediocre to bad that by the time entrees were cleared, we just asked for the check. Uh, which, uh, if you know me, uh, you'll know that I have a, a crazy sweet tooth. I live for dessert. The only reason to go out to dinner is to get dessert. I, I firmly believe that it is the prize at the end of the meal. And we said, you know what, let's just skip dessert. And we ended up going back to one of our favorite places and we just sat at the bar and got another glass of wine and we got some dessert. That's how we finished off the meal. What was interesting is that you know, did did the people at the restaurant, did the servers and the managers and the and the sommelier, did they know that this night was was so special for us that that we hadn't been out at all all year, um, and that it was you know really expensive for us to to you know we had a splurge for this restaurant and we had a splurge for the um, the babysitter. Did they know? Of course not. Could they have gone to the effort of learning? Probably. Uh, not that it's necessarily their style to learn that much about us, but um, but but understanding. All that we were trading in that in that transaction in that exchange, I think, would have changed uh, that experience. It would have, I think it would have changed the way that they dealt with us and 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 ignited some other deeper connection. But it is what it is. Yes, we spent money. It was hard-earned money that we really didn't have to waste. Um, but we spent that. But more than that, we spent our time attention and trust we trusted that they were going to take care of us that it was going to be a great meal and they betrayed that trust Um, we didn't get attention and and the attention that we were giving to them uh, was not returned and most importantly time like i said right we were only going to spend one meal out a year two meals out a year at this point in our life and, and they squandered it they they wasted it so so we we wasted all that time attention trust and money My point here, as restaurant professionals, it's sometimes impossible to know what's going on with a given table, right? Like I said, did the staff know the importance that this meal held for us? No. Could they have made the effort to learn? Absolutely. Um, but 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 by the time we got halfway through, it was just obvious that this wasn't going well. It was disappointing for us. And yeah, honestly, we've told this story over and over and over again to friends, family, and colleagues. And I'm not going to share the name of the restaurant here, but when I do tell my friends, family, and colleagues, you better believe that I told them where we dined, that we that we talked about what what place it was, because people couldn't believe because it was it was you know so hip, it was so trendy, it was you know on the on the top of everybody's mind. Everybody wanted to get a reservation there. We somehow managed to secure one, and we were like, nope, not that great. It's not worth it, and they really ruined our anniversary. So by the end of this episode, there are three realizations I want you to come to. The first is that thing we just discussed, right? What a transaction is, and that in addition to money, our patrons pay us with the three most precious resources they have, time, attention, and trust. That is the first mindset shift. I want you to keep in mind that, and I want you to also keep in mind all that you bring uh, to the equation, all the, all the things that you bring to the transaction. It's not just a well-cooked piece of fish. It's everything else, your creativity, your hospitality, your generosity, the ambiance, all of it, right? So we just discussed that. Both parties exchange something during any transaction, and often there are unlisted items being exchanged. The second shift I want you to make is this. Unlike just about every other industry in the world where the transaction lasts just a few minutes or even just a few seconds, A transaction in our world, in our industry, 
literally can last hours, hours. We have so many opportunities to affect the final outcome of that transaction. Other industries would die for the kind of contact we have with our customers, and yet most of us in this industry squander it night after night after night. Instead, what if we use those two hours to really get to know our guests, to engage with them, and to somehow exceed their expectations? There are ways to provide uh, both better service and to increase check average, and no, those two things are not at odds with each other. The dining experience is the transaction, right? People come to us for something. They come to us um, to, to be wowed, to, 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 to wow other people, to, uh, for status, for, for enjoyment, for belonging, all of those things. They come to us for an experience. What exactly are we doing to honor their end of the transaction? Sadly, instead of celebrating this, I think we'd, we'd spend all our time talking about cover counts and, and table turn times and, and check average. We focus on the numbers as if quantity can make up for diminished quality. So if that approach worked for previous generations, I'm here to tell you it's not going to work moving forward, especially in this uh, post-pandemic world we're going into. We must acknowledge the beauty of every transaction and honor it for what it's worth. Finally, then, there's one more shift I think we need to make in regards to transactions. So uh, years ago, Seth Godin, uh, you know him. I've talked about him often. He's a, a best-selling author and marketing guru. He's got a podcast of his own called Akimbo, which you should definitely listen to. Um, but, but years ago, Seth Godin released a course on the education site called Skillshare, uh, which, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is actually still available on Skillshare. But in one of his lectures, he had this to say. He said, there's the, here's the beauty of transactions. Someone is going to pay you more than it took you to make the thing and less than they think it's worth because why else would they transact? And this is another profound observation. And I, and I thank Seth for putting it so simply. Uh, we can really learn something here, right? Because it introduces this idea of value. Okay, so we've talked about uh, transactions. We've talked about price a little bit. But how do we define value? Well, Let's go back to the uh, Oxford English Dictionary. Value, again, a noun. The worth of something compared to the price paid. So viewing transactions through this lens of value makes it impossible not to take into account the other side. In order to determine a price for the thing we're selling, we first have to figure out what that thing is worth to the person we're seeking to serve. To do this sort of calculation, we must put ourselves in our customer's shoes. What well, we have to see the world as they see it, to, to think about the meal as they will experience it. What will they be expecting? That's how we figure out how we can exceed those expectations. What will they think afterwards? Is the experience we're crafting worth more than what we're charging? Should we charge even more than we are now? I've never been great at math, but even I can get behind a formula like this. So here's this other mindset shift. What is the equation for value? It is simply worth minus price. So value is the difference between the price a consumer pays and what the consumer believes it's worth. So later in that same Skillshare lecture, uh, Seth makes another point on this subject and he says, business works when both sides win, when there are no regrets. The merchant will charge more for the thing than it costs them to make. The consumer will pay less for the thing than they believe it's worth. And both sides will leave feeling like they've won. 
So our job as business owners is to make sure that equation stays balanced. That's how you get people to come try you out. Uh, That's how you get people to choose you over a competitor. And that's how you get them to return for a meal time and time again. When they see the value in the experience, they will rave about it to their friends and they will keep you on the top of their minds for future meals. You win over your competitors by communicating your value again and again and again, by highlighting the things that set you apart, by illuminating all of the reasons why you're better than the others out there. If you do that creatively and consistently, you will have built not just a successful marketing strategy, but a successful business as well. By now you know I am a cheerleader for all of you and the work you do. I want nothing but the very best for you and your restaurants, and so I implore you to rethink how you set prices at your restaurant, how you uh, think about value and how you communicate your value to your guests, and 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 really what transaction means uh, within your restaurant. It is the exchange between you and your consumers. It is, it is where two sides come and exchange something. And I want you to go back and, and think about all that is exchanged um, within that transaction. That's it for this week. I wanted to talk about transactions, value, and price. I know this really isn't our normal format, but we're gonna be doing more of this as we move forward. Uh, less tips and tactics, less uh, do this and that, but not this, and more trying to get you to, to think outside the box and, and rethink uh, your business and how you and how you come at your business. As always, I wanna thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, if you find value from the things I talk about, then here are the three ways you can pay it forward for me. Number one, spread the word about this podcast. Forward this episode to three people who you think might get something out of it. Number two, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps boost us up in the rankings. It really does make a difference. And number three, please go support us on Patreon. $5 gives you access to the new private podcast, The Daily Special. Thank you for being here. Stay safe, stay creative, and I will see you next week.